We really need new phones. T Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge apply. Ctmobile.com. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. Radio 92.9 The Game. It's time to play the game. It's time to play the game. <laughs> it may be the nighttime. But the sports talk doesn't stop. Sports talk radio that's live, local. And not for the faint of heart. Oh, you didn't know? Sometimes angry. Loud noises! Telling it like it is. You insulted him a little bit. You got a little out of order yourself. And pretty much always right. Don't ever argue with the big dog. Big dog is always right. Text or call 404-741-0929 and be part of the show. Well, we're waiting. Live from the Kia Studios, it's time for the John Chuckery Show. Serving you up sports on Sports Radio 92.9 The Game. And we welcome into Sports Radio 92.9 The Game. Yes, it is time for the John Chuckery Show. Normally we come to you from the Kia Studios, but tonight we are hanging out with you live here at Mercedes-Benz Stadium as the Falcons begin their open practice here tonight. Um, you can come on by. Go to AtlantaFalcons.com. Get your $5 ticket. So if you're in the area, come on, swing through. If you've never been to Mercedes-Benz Stadium, here's your chance to come check it out. Everything open and available to you to walk around and take a look at this beautiful facility that the Falcons have. We're watching them kind of go through some drills, a little bit of practice stuff. Nothing, uh, obviously, real intense or anything like that. So we're going to be with you here live all night long until 11 o'clock. We ask you to download the Odyssey app. We know you're not in the car as much. You want to listen in. Odyssey app is the best way to catch us when you're on the go. Put that on one of your devices today. Take the smartphone. Take the Alexa speakers. Take your tablet. Take your Texas Instruments calculator, your Game Boy, your Nintendo, whatever your device is. Just download it on something to be able to catch us when you're on the go. Social media, you can find us at 19 on the game on Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter. And as always, the best way to be a part of the show, follow me on my personal Twitter page. That would be at JMCH316. It is a day, so no chance Dylan would be working or anything like that. So we've got our buddy Day Day hanging out with us back uh, behind the class in the studios. The key, he's back there at the key studios for us, so he'll keep us on air all night long. Well, as we said, we are live here at Mercedes-Benz. Uh, the roof is not open. I was hoping that they would open up the roof uh, tonight, but I was talking to Maria Martin from 11 Live, and she was saying earlier that there were some showers over at Truist Park and such, so maybe they thought there would be some weather coming through here or what have you, but the roof is not open. And that also bums me out because my goal for tonight 
was if the roof was open. I wanted to talk to whoever I needed to talk to to be able to push the button to close the roof because I'm here till 11. So, I mean, I can close the roof. I can dust off the field. I can lock the doors. I can turn the AC, you know, up or whatever like that, you know, to, to you know, save some energy. and this Turn thing off the, the halo board. The yeah, I can turn off the halo board. Right. I mean, I can they, I can do all these things here because I got, I got time. I mean, we're after everybody else is going home and everything like that. They're cleaning up. They're making, you know, everything look good for the next time. There's an event here. I'll, I'll be here with you. So, um, you know, unfortunately, though, the roof is, uh, is closed, and that's a little bit uh, of a bummer. But we've got a lot to, to get into with you here this evening as besides Atlanta Falcons practice, let's face it, we're going to talk plenty about what we saw on Friday night. Quick synopsis before we get into deep dive detail and all that kind of stuff. Loved what I saw. You know, did they have flaws and warts? Yeah, of course. Of course. Like, nobody's fooled by, you know, oh, yeah, well, the Falcons won. That means they're going to be 23-0 now. They're never going to lose again. They won't lose until preseason next year or whatever. They, they played like they wanted to win that game, right? Like, that was the message Arthur Smith had. They played like they wanted to win. Let's go for it. Let's do what we got to do, okay? We're going to win a football game. What does it mean? I don't know. It means that they went out and tried to win a football game. I'd rather that than what the alternative is. I don't know what it's going to mean come November, but I liked what I saw. Yeah, I got things to work on. You know, your 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 backup left guard, the guy from last year. Yeah, he's got a lot to work on. You know, he's flopping around like a fish. So we'll get we'll get deep dive detail and all because I took notes. I got like I got Cullen can vouch for. I've got notes here. I wrote notes down by quarter um, in the game. So we got all of that. But also besides practice here. Look, we have – I'm going to go – day day, I'm going to go go ahead and go hot take right now. I'm going hot take right now. All right, let's do this it. Is, this is the biggest series in baseball this year. This four games at Truist Park, Braves and Mets, with how good these teams are, division is on the line. Because if the Braves get swept or lose three out of four, the division's over. I'm, I'm here to tell you. Because this is your last big shot before that – you know, they've got three games in October – Second series, second to last series of the year. This is the biggest series in baseball this year. This is the most important series in baseball this year. You have two teams in a dogfight for the division. What is it, five and a half games now. And you've got two red-hot teams. What The Mets are like 18-2 and two in their last 20. Braves have obviously won six in a row. They, they hammered the Red Sox, hammered the Marlins, the flea bag, dirt bag, low-life, pawn scum, sludge at the bottom of the barrel, they did what they had to do. And remember how I talked about Matt Olson the other night? Remember I talked about him? Hey, give me three homers, right? Yeah. What did he do? He gave me three homers. Right? When I speak, things happen. And we told him, we got to get Matt Olson going. He got it going over the weekend. Ronnie's got it going. So you have a hell of a, look, There's this is pitching matchups all up and down this series, right? Starts with tonight. You got Carrasco. He's 13 and four on the year for the Mets. 376 ERA. We're going to counter with a guy who may be the rookie of the year in baseball, if not for Michael Harris. But those two guys are battling out. Strider six and four with a 3-1-1 ERA right now, and he's got what 2,000 strikeouts in like four innings this year, right? He's striking out everybody. This is what you want. This is a huge series. This is going to define the East. Sorry, I'm not buying in and waiting around for that final series in October or whatever the final. You're going to decide it now. And the Braves have to win three out of four. You want to tell me that the Braves are going to win this division, 
without having to sit there and every single night scoreboard watch. You have to win three out of four in this series. you got to take care of home field, and you got to kick the crap out of the Mets. And let me tell you what's not going to happen. You're not going to slug your way through it because they got Carrasco, and they got Scherzer, and they got DeGrom. Guess all the guys you're going to see. Day-Day, ask me what guys you're going to see for the Mets during this series. Hey, who are we going to see in this uh, for the Mets in this series? Carrasco, Scherzer, DeGrom. You're going to see them all. <laughs> yeah. They're all going to be there. Yep. That nobody missed the flight to come into Hartsfield. They all came. Yep. And this is where you're the World Series champs, take care of home field, and find a way to win. Not two out of four, not one out of four. Win three or four out of four. And then I'll feel better about the division. Because mm-hmm. if they win even two, I don't think they're in the hunt for the division. I don't, I don't think they're Because now you really have to scoreboard watch. Now you really have to play that game. Because let me tell you what the Mets are not going to do. They're not going to Met. And let me tell you, they're not going to lose to the Pirates and the Fleabag Nationals and the Lowlife Marlins and the Dirtbag Rockies and the Pawn Scum Diamondbacks and all those godforsaken, godawful Fleabag, Lowlife Dirtbag teams that are in the National League right now. They're not going to lose to all those teams. Let me tell you why, because they got two guys who ain't going to get you on a losing streak. you got DeGrom and Scherzer. You ain't going to be on a losing streak very long with those two guys. Their bad outings are six innings and two runs. So you got to get it done. And let me tell you what else you're not going to do. You're not going to smash your way through it. You're not going to have 17 homers in four games. You're going to have to play a little bit of small ball. You have to get guys on base, move guys along, and take advantage. When Scherzer and Carrasco and DeGrom... When these guys leave you in an opening, you got to cash in. You know, a single to right, you take first to third. You steal a base. A double to the wall, you score from first. That's how you, that's, that's the Chicago way, right? That's how you got to win. You're not going to just sit back and wait for Marcelo Zuna to hit a three-run homer, who's, by the way, thank God, he's not in the lineup tonight. How do we get so lucky? How do we get so lucky that he's out of the, uh, the lineup uh, tonight for the Atlanta Braves? So let's give you quickly here, too what the uh, Atlanta Braves lineup is going to be here in this first game against the Mets. Ronnie will play right, Dansby at short, Riley in the three-hole three, three playing third, Olsen will clean up at first, Contreras will DH and hit fifth, Rosario in left will hit sixth, Darno will be behind the plate, he's back, good to see that, catching, hitting seventh, Vaughn Grissom, oh, Day-Day, another thing too. Oh, yeah. um, where's, oh, yeah. all the people who, where's all the people who told me the other night? about, oh, don't get too overworked up about Von Grissom. It's only been a game. Because I said, you have to give the Braves a ton of credit for their scouting department and how well they are. Here's what I got in the text line. Don't get overhyped and everything. Okay, Day-Day, ask me to list all of the guys from the Braves, from the entire history of the Braves, since 1901, Day-Day, ask me to list all of the Atlanta Braves that have scored at least a run in their first five games played. Who are they? How, how, how many are they? Okay. It starts with Vaughn Grissom. Okay. And that's it. You're done. That's it. <laughs> Ain't nobody else. It's Vaughn Grissom, and that's it. That's it. <laughs> don't, don't, don't get hyped up. Are you kidding me? Look how well this team is scouted and put these guys out there. They're get, These young guys are making all the difference in the world for this team this year. Where, in all honesty, where would they be without Strider and Harris and Grissom and these guys? These guys have been outstanding for this team. Oh, but don't get away. Blah, blah, blah. Are you kidding me? Get out of here with all that nonsense. 
So we're going to keep you up to date all night long. we got Bob Nightingale coming on at 740. So it's our bi-weekly conversation that we have with Bob, our Odyssey MLB insider. We'll talk to him at the 740. So uh, we'll get his thoughts about this because, look, again, I'm, I'm hyperbole. Let's do it. This is the most important series in baseball this season, period. There's, there hasn't even when Freddie came here from an important, it was a photo op and, and all the all the hugging and all the kissing and hanging on to the player's leg and, you know, Charlie and I'm so, so emotional and everything like that. But from a baseball importance, this is the most important series in Major League Baseball this year. Most of the division races are crap. Yankees are running away with it. Dodgers are, how many games above 500 the Dodgers? 300? And most of these races are not compelling at all. This is, the, this is two of the best teams in baseball. These teams are better than St. Louis and Milwaukee fighting out in the Central. Like, neither one of those teams are going to line up and beat either one of these groups in a seven-game series. So this is the most important series in baseball this year. And it starts tonight. And we need a big outing from Strider. I need one of those seven-inning, three-hit, one-run, thirteen strikeout games from Strider. I need to move. A, I need a guy on. I need a guy that's standing on second base, and we hit a ball to the right side, and we move him along. I need a sacrifice fly. I. I, I need a. I need a, a, a go the other way single with a guy, you know, on second base. I need a two-out hit. How about that? Can I have a two-out hit? I need all of those things. If you're going to sit back and wait to mash through everything, it's not going to happen. All right, also uh, quickly here, too, want to mention congratulations to my buddy Hugh Douglas as he is going into the Eagles Hall of Fame. This was so awesome to get this news on Friday night, and I was texting Hugh late on Friday night, keeping him awake. This is awesome and and well-deserved, right? No doubt about it. It's going to be, what, November 27th, I think, the Packers and the Eagles play. Hell of a game to do it at. So that means I'm going to have to hold down the fort for Wade Ford uh, that week. I told him, I got it, you, you. You go up to Philadelphia. You go get honored. I'll hold the fort down here for you, right? So great news for Hugh Douglas. I was thrilled to death that he got it well-deserved. And look, I've said before, I don't think it's completely out of the realm that he couldn't potentially get in the Hall of Fame. He had a hell of a career. Hugh's got some big-time numbers. You know, and he's got some things that, you know, played for a good organization, had some good stats. I'm not saying he's going to the Hall of Fame, but there are cases that could be made for all of that. So congratulations to Hugh Douglas on that uh, as well. We also got word today, as I'm sitting here at Mercedes-Benz Stadium, that in 2025 the national championship is coming back, baby, to ATL right here at Mercedes-Benz Stadium. So we're going to get the national championship game Remember the last time we had it didn't quite go Georgia's way, but that's all right. You know, but national championship will be back here in 2025. So very cool. Uh, we are the, I've told Gary Stoke in this before, we are the mecca of college football here in Atlanta. Okay. The entire center of the universe of college football has a laser beam pointed right down here in Atlanta and everything waves and branches out from there. Right. All right. When uh, we get back, thoughts from Friday whole bunch of notes uh, want to talk about what we saw from the Falcons on Friday we will do all of that next as we are live from Mercedes-Benz Stadium we are here for Falcons open practice it is sports radio 92 on the game and the odyssey.com app
We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto-pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto-pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling accounts to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. After the end of a good fight, you deserve an ice-cold reward. Medela is the mark of a fighter. You've earned this rich golden lager with a crisp, refreshing taste. Because you know, the bigger the fight, the better the reward. You put in the hours, the energy, the tough labor. You are a fighter. Medela is your reward. Medela, the mark of a fighter. Drink responsibly. Beer imported by Crown Port, Chicago, Illinois. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. Live from Mercedes-Benz Stadium on Sports Radio 92.9, The Game. It is a John Chuckery show. Coming to you here on this Monday evening, 404-741-0929. That is our Solomon Brothers Diamond text line if you want to be a part of the show. Odyssey app is how you catch us when you're on the go. Social media at 92 on the game. I'm at JMCH316. Hey, 92 on the game and thousands more radio stations plus millions of podcasts are all for free on the Odyssey app. And, of course, Kenny Main is joining the Odyssey family with his new podcast, Hey, Maine. Each week, Kenny's talking to athletes, musicians, celebrities, just about anybody out there. This week, Bill Walton. You can check out prior episodes that include Chris Berman. Hey, hey, Tommy. Hey, pretty good, pretty good. Anyway, download Hey, Maine for free on the Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcast from. We are watching the Atlanta Falcons uh, just kind of going through some drills and stuff. They got the helmets on, they got the shells on. They're just kind of going through a few drills and this, that, and the other. So uh, nothing too intense out here. They had a few one-on-one drills there. We're going through earlier and such like that, doing some special team stuff now, punting the football around and working on their special teams deal. So, But Friday night was a success, and that's how I deem it. It was a success. Now, look, oh, there are things that you look at this football team and you say, okay, this could be problematic when they face the best of the best of the best of the best, right? But, look, there were some things that we were looking for out of this game, right? I wanted 100 yards rushing in the game. We got 168. If you take away the quarterbacks, they still were almost at 90 yards rushing with just the running backs. I wanted four yards a carry. Well, they were four point, or sorry, 5.8 when you include everybody. Even with the running backs, they were over four yards a carry. And it was the commitment to the running game, right? In that first quarter, 10 of the 12 plays on that drive were rushing plays. And that's the thing that I want to know and understand. How many weeks have you heard me now? talk about what is the Falcons offensive identity going to be what what are we are we trying to be a power running team are we going to huck it around are we got with all these first round wide receivers and pass catchers are we going to toss it off what are we going to be and I think we got at least the first step in some sense of what that is 
they want to set the tone running the football. And they had a real commitment to running the football in that game. 29 rushing plays with 24 pass attempts. Now look, I thought Mariota and Ritter played well. I will say this, you know, it's great to watch them run around. If you, you can get away with some of that stuff right now, okay? But you won't get away with that when it's Miles Garrett in the Browns defense. You know, you won't get away with that when it's Cam Jordan in the Saints defense. Right there, you won't get away with some of that stuff. You can get away with it for now. But, you know, Mariota's going to have to learn to get down, get out of bounds, whatever, because he won't be around for game number five if they if that's how their offensive identity is. You know, even ask Lamar Jackson. You, know, you can't just tuck and run forever. What's the thing that Lamar Jackson has talked about for the last year plus? I have to learn to get better in the pocket, right? So the Falcons did a lot of good things. I wanted a turnover. They got two, including one that set up the final game-winning drive, right? What was all that voodoo? We got a couple of turnovers. I wanted at least a sack. They got a sack. I thought Eva Cady coming off played well. I thought Tease Tabor played really well in that game. One thing they're going to have to clean up, the Lions started off 6 for 10 on third down, right? They were 6 for 10 to start off on third down. Now, at the end of the game, they ended up uh, 8 for 15. But they started off when they had first and second stringers in there. They were 6 for 10 on third down. That's going to have to be cleaned up, right? That's all going to have to be cleaned up. So they're going to have to figure out some things like that. But by and large, I was happy with what I saw. I thought the fact that Kadri Allison got to run early on in the game. He had um, five carries for 33 yards. That was all good. You know, some of the guys that we talked about. Now, some guys, you know, anybody see that that meme of Jalen Mayfield flopping around like a flounder out of the water and all that? You know, and when they had Jalen Mayfield and Drew Dahlman playing together on the offensive line, Oh, man. Sorry, Daddy. I just kind of threw up in my mouth there for a minute. <laughs> I mean, so, look, there are things that have to work. How about Felipe Franks? For a guy who's trying to learn an entirely new position, I thought he did well. How about Avery Williams, you know? He's trying to learn an, a position that he hasn't played since high school. You know, you're asking some guys to do some different things out there. Now, uh, the frustrating part. You know, the Drake London injury. All right, this is a guy who missed, you know, a good bit of last year in college football, you know, with an injury, and here we are in preseason game number one. Now, I know Arthur Smith said, oh, it's no big deal. Yeah, but he's not going to practice all week, and he's not going to play this week. I was talking to Mike Rothstein earlier today. Doesn't sound like he uh, – Mike's of the belief that he won't, he may not play for the rest of this preseason. And I'm like, whew. Because I, some of these guys, look, you know London's going to make the team. He's going to be a starter, this, any other. But don't you want to see some of those guys get on the field and get their sea legs underneath them? I understand it's better to lose them for a week now than it is in week one of the regular season. But that was frustrating. And, and I'm not trying to jump to any conclusions about it all. But, you know, come on, man. Like, you, you played a few downs and you're out. And now you're out for at least another week or two. Yeah, I know it's not long-term, but it's just it's frustrating to see that. So, uh, look, I am going to be curious if they let these guys throw it around a little bit more. Ritter obviously got the bulk of the game. He threw it 22 times. Mariota, who I want to see him throw it around, right? He was two for two on his passes, right? A couple of nice completions. But I want to see 
I want to see him throw it around a little bit more in the preseason when it doesn't count. I want to see him throw it around a little bit so that, you know, I get a sense of whether or not, you know, what it's going to be. Because, look, they are going to use their pass catchers. They're not going to hide Pitts and London and all these guys or whatever like that. I want to see them also get their receivers in. London had a catch. Bernhardt had the touchdown, right? You know, uh, Darby had a couple of catches. Kadero Hodge had one. You know, they spread the ball out to a lot of different guys. You know, what, I think 11 different guys caught a pass in that game. Auden Tate had a, a decent little catch, right? You know, so I want to see their pass catchers get involved. But I do like the idea of having that commitment to the run. And I think that's what we want to see. I, at some point, they're going to have to figure out how to run the football, right? You're not going to be a competent offense in the NFL if you can't run the football. And you have to dedicate yourself to running the football. And to do that, it's, you know, Bill Parcells always talked about what the number one stat that Bill Parcells wanted to see when his team got off the field on the stat sheet, number one stat he wanted to see was rushing attempts. Not how many yards, not what their yards per carry were, and all this, then the other. They wanted, he wanted to see how many times did we commit to running the football. And that's what we're going to see with this team. And, and look, this didn't tell me, it, it didn't sway my vote one way or the other. I have said repeatedly, I think they're a 6-11 team. I thought it going into the game, I think it coming out of the game. You know? Maybe they'll day day. Maybe they're going to run off 23 wins in a row. Now we only need 22 <laughs> more wins in a row, right? Two more preseason, 17 yeah. regular season, and three more playoff games, right? Yeah. And yeah. we can run off 20, we can run off 23 wins in a row. Why not? <laughs> Let's dream big, right? Yeah. But no, listen. I mean, I I went in this thing with a mindset, and I like the fact that they played that they wanted to win. I think Arthur Smith was trying to send a message. Let's do what we got to do to go win this football game. It may not mean a lot in the grand scheme of things. It may not mean a lot to the Detroit Lions or whatever, but it's going to mean something to us. It's a mindset step thing. On this, right, exactly. If we're going to step on this field with somebody with a different colored hat on than what we have, then we're going to try to knock your dung in the dirt and beat you. Right? That's what we're going to do is we're going to beat you. We're, we're going to fight. We're going to scratch. We're going to claw. We're going to poke you in the eye. We're going to kick you in the shin. We're going to sweep the leg, Johnny, right? We're going to do what we have to do. We're going to fight in this whole way through, and we're going to try to win that football game. And that's what I liked about this team. I like the fight and the hunger of trying to go out there and get it, right? Now, look, things to clean up. they got to be better on third down, right? They still don't get consistent pressure. But Evicady at times looked good, at times, especially on that first drive, right, the DeAndre Swift run, whoop, you know, those are things that rookies have to work on, though, right? And I thought the Falcons' offensive line was was good at times. You know, I thought the opening drive, they played well. I, I, I thought that their offensive line did some good things at times in this game. You know, there were a few plays here or there where, you know, it was kind of going to befuddle or whatever like that. And, you know, I, I think our offensive line is, when I said Jake, Wilkinson, Dolman, Lindstrom, McGarry, I think that we have four, four of those spots are locked down. They are set in stone. McGarry's going to start at right tackle. Wilkinson is going to start at right guard. Matthews will play your left tackle. Lindstrom will play your right guard. The only battle left is at that center spot. And I do believe in talking to people and reading through everything and giving the performances that it is a battle. It's going to be a battle all the way through. 
that's going to be the one spot that's going to come down to the very, very bitter end before there's a decision that is made out of all of it. So the Falcons play a week from tonight. So they play their next preseason game is a week from the night on Monday night, and then they'll come back around in, what, six days, and they'll play on Saturday to wrap up the, the season. And they'll do some practices, right? we got the Jacksonville Jaguars as the final game. They'll do some practices with them. I think they're going to have some practices up in New York with the Giants, right? So they're going to get some co-practices and stuff like that. And that will be interesting as well to see because the coaches will use that as evaluation, right? When you get a chance to line up, even in practice, against somebody with a different colored hat on than you. But by and large, I was, I was pleased with what I saw. You know, I, I was pleased with what I saw out of the quarterbacks. I want to see more out of the wide receivers. I was by and large pleased with what I saw out of the offensive line. You know, look, I understand their first drive was not good. You know, Detroit went right down on them. But for different things that you're trying to evaluate, right, for different things that you're trying to see, I think that there were plenty of good things in it. And I think the attitude and the mindset of trying to go out there and win, of being committed to trying to run the football and finding ways to get the football ran. You know, Allison ran well. Algier ran well. Caleb Hunt really, you know, was okay. You know, Damian Williams was fine. You know, Avery Williams didn't get anything on his one carry that he had. But I thought they did some good things out of the running back position. And those are all things that you want to build on and see. Now that we sort of have a little bit of this foundation, okay, here's what I think the Falcons want to be. I think they want to power run. I think they want to lead by their running game, this, that, and the other. Okay, now when they line up next week against the Jets, now I want to see if they can build off of that. Now that, now that the Jets have a film to watch on the Falcons and say, okay, this is kind of what they want to do. They ran it 29 times against the Detroit Lions, you know, and they, and they averaged almost six yards per carry against the Detroit Lions, right? That, that's what their identity is going to be. Let's see how the Falcons bounce with that and what can they do coming up in this game number two in the preseason. And I will say again, you know, listen, I love what Ritter, I love the dynamic of, of having a quarterback who can use his legs to help you out. But Ritter, Mariota, if you think that those guys can just run it up and down the field like that and not get their head to, you know, ask Johnny Manziel for all of his athleticism and everything like that. He took one hit from Luke Keekley and that was it. And he was never the same player again. Not that he was any good to start with, but he was never the same player. When when Keekley just drug him and knocked him down to the ground, I, I can still picture that play in my head. Running around the left-hand side, and he was not going to outrun Keekley, and Keekley just drove him into the turf, and that was basically the best you ever saw of Johnny Manziel at that point. So good stuff all the way around for the Atlanta Falcons. It's a step, right? It's a step to bigger things. All right, when we come back, we're going to talk to our Odyssey MLB insider Bob Nightingale as we get ready for Braves and Mets and what I have said is the most important series in baseball this year. It's all next. Chuck Ree is live. We're live here at Mercedes-Benz Stadium. Sports right now to the game, the Odyssey.com app.
Sports Radio 92.9 The Game. Back with you live on the John Chuckery Show as we are live here at Mercedes-Benz Stadium watching Falcons open practice here at the Benz. Roof is closed. Roof is not uh, open uh, this evening, but uh, Falcons getting some work in here. If you uh, are in the area, try to swing by. Go to AtlantaFalcons.com. Get your $5 ticket. All the proceeds are going to charity this evening. So uh, a decent crowd that uh, is here and uh, watching some Falcons practice after a successful first preseason game. We're also watching what's going on over at Truist Park as we uh, head out to the WadeFord.com hotline. We talk to him every other week. He is our Odyssey MLB insider. Bob Nightingale is joining us. And insider calls are brought to you by Driveway.com. Looking for a car? Go to Driveway.com where you can get pre-qualified, buy a car, and get it delivered. And, of course, follow Bob on his Twitter page at B Nightingale. And, Bob, I'm a prisoner of the moment. I'm a homer. I'm going to fully admit it. But I will tell you that I think that this four-game set here at Truist Park is the most important series so far this baseball season. Well, maybe. I mean, uh, I think no matter what happens, I mean, we know that Atlanta's going to be in the playoffs. We know the Mets are going to be in the playoffs. So, you know, I think it would help Atlanta get a little confidence if they have to play the Mets again, you know, to win three of the four. But, you know, say, uh, you know, providing the uh, Mets don't sweep, you know, I don't, I don't think it's a, a huge thing yet. As long as you get, you know, that number one wild card spot, uh, you got the home field advantage anyway. Bob, let me ask you about the Mets. I mean, I've talked about, you know, with those two guys at the top of the rotation, you know, they're never going to go on a long losing streak. I mean, for the Mets, is it is it that simple? I know they do a lot of things well, but if you have two guys like that at the top of the rotation, you never find yourself in a five, six, seven game kind of losing streak because the likelihood of DeGrom and Scherzer being bad over multiple starts is just next to none, right? No, you're right. And, uh, I mean, the big thing for them is the postseason. You know, you want, you know, a one-two punch like that. If uh, DeGrom stays healthy and can go, you know, six, seven innings in the postseason start, you know, that's huge for the Mets. So I I think they got October in their mind rather than regular season. Yeah, they like to win the division, you know, so with Atlanta. But, you know, even if you don't, you're going to have a home field advantage and have the best of three series at your home ballpark. Bob, I, you and I have talked about Spencer Strider. We've talked about Michael Harris. And now the latest guy to come up and, and make an impact for this team is Vaughn Grissom. You know, I said the other night, Bob, it, it says a lot about the Braves scouting department to be able to scout these guys, find these guys, but also develop them to the point where Michael Harris can jump over AAA. Vaughn Grissom can jump over Triple uh, A. Spencer Strider was two years ago pitching for Clemson, and now he's making you know high high impact starts for the Braves. It does say a lot, doesn't it, about how good the scouting and development of players the Braves have right now? Oh, absolutely. I was texting with uh, Alex Antopoulos, the GM, uh, this morning, and I said, uh, hey, "You guys are like the Dodgers of the East, or or, or the Dodgers of you guys of the West." But, yeah, you need uh, the scouting development. You can't just throw money at players. Being homegrown, homegrown guys, it helps, too, because then the guys know each other in the clubhouse. Uh, they've been together in the minor leagues. So it builds chemistry, too. Odyssey MLB insider Bob Nightingale joining us here on the WadeFord.com hotline as Braves and Mets are underway at Truist Park. You know, a lot of betting services, Bob, if you like those kinds of things, have now moved Austin Riley up to the second spot in the MVP uh, as far as odds go and things like that, as it stands right now, um, 
Is it Goldschmidt and Riley are the top two in the National League for the MVP? Yeah, I would say that's true. I go so Goldschmidt, number one, Riley, two. Then right behind Riley is Ramon uh, Arenado, and he could easily win it. And this is going to go down to the last 50 games. Uh, you know, sometimes it depends. Yeah, you win the division. Uh, you know, you've got advantage over the guy that wins the wild card. So the team's got to be in contention, and, you know, both, both guys are. So, yeah, but right now I think uh, Riley's on the outside, you know, looking in at Goldschmidt. And uh, it, should be, it should be a fun, close race. I mean, Riley was my preseason pick, the MVP, and uh, everybody kind of laughed at it. I said, no, this guy's unbelievable. And he's just picking up even better than he was a year ago. Bob, let's bounce around the league a little bit. I mean, this is the most disappointing story in a while is the Fernando Tatis story. Yeah, Bob, when, how, how do we get to this point with the – I mean, in, in – I can understand in 97, 98, 99, I get all that. How do we in 2022 have guys that are dumb enough to take something to get them suspended for a half a season? It just, it seems implausible that a guy at Tatis's level would do something like this. No, I mean, the one thing we don't know is how long has he been using? Is it just these years? Has he been, you know, using steroids to get himself to this point? You know, maybe he's been doing it for years. You know, we don't know that answer, but certainly it, it ruins his reputation for the rest of his career. He'll never be looked at the same, no matter what he does. You know, and, and people say, well, it's about the money. Well, it's not about the money. He already got his money. You know, A-Rod got his money. Robinson Cano got his money. A lot of it, I think it's just pride. Uh, you know, it makes it look bad, too, is if he had said, yeah, I, I use this stuff to help, help me heal faster. Uh, I feel bad enough because I had a broken wrist. Uh, that would be more plausible than saying, well, I had some ringworm. You know, it looks like it, they Googled the wrong term, and uh, they came up with that excuse. So, and I've never seen a team turn on a player that got popped for steroids like, like the Padres have with this, this kid. I mean, GM, you know, A.J. Preller went off, saying it was crust issues. Uh, we got to examine just how he broke that wrist in the first place. And then players said, hey, it's time to grow up and don't be a selfish player. And I think the other thing about it, too, Bob, is it's a shame because the Padres are a really good team. I mean, they, they, you know, they've made a whole bunch of moves, and they are loaded for bear. And, look, I know Tatis is, you know, a high-impact player, but can this team, you think, still make a deep run in the playoffs even without Tatis? I think they can, but more unlikely. Because I think when they got Soto, it was like, oh, my God, look at that lineup. When you have Soto and Machado and Tatis. You know, you know, it's a three-headed monster. It's just a two-headed monster. Uh, you know, they got Josh Hader, too. They do have some good starting pitching. So, I mean, I wouldn't want to face these guys in an early round. But, hey, it's very possible that, you know, now it's, they're going to have to open the wild card series on the road, and they could go two games and out. If that happens, you know, people are going to be looking at pointing fingers at Tatis all winter long and all uh, spring long. You know, he's going to miss the first month of next year as well. Odyssey MLB insider Bob Nightingale joining us on the waitfor.com hotline as we are live here from Mercedes-Benz Stadium. We are here for Falcons open practice. Bob, um, did anybody, I guess, you know, bet on themselves and it's paying off more than what Aaron Judge has done this year? 46 homers, 100 RBI. You know, look, is the question still going to be about can you do this two years in a row? I mean, is that, for all of his greatness, is that still the question of can you do this more than just in a one-year span? Yeah, I mean, he's been, you know, awfully good over the years, but he's been injury-prone, too. This year hasn't missed a 
single game that gives him an injury. So, yeah, I, I fully expect him to get close to $300 million now, you know, maybe uh, $36 million a year times, say, eight years. Uh, 36 is what Mike Trout's making. So, uh, you know, I, I just think more of the injury thing. I mean, everybody, you know, if you make a long-term commitment, you've got to make the gamble that, okay, can he stay healthy? What kind of person he is? Well, I think we all know what kind of person he is, great character, where I think maybe the Padres made that mistake with Tatis, you know, saying, well, you should have examined that character a little bit more before you kind of give out that kind of money. But with Judge, he's such a role model and stuff. He's a, he is a modern-day Derek Jeter. Uh, so you're, you're, you're going to get the right person no matter what happens. Bob, it sounds like uh, Bryce Harper is starting to do a little bit of work. I mean, you know, he's starting to try to, you know, get back on the road to rehab and things like that. What do you think how long before Philadelphia is able to put Bryce Harper back into their lineup? Well, he's going to go after go on a rehab assignment and play games, and that's a long time to miss. Uh, you know, with the rest and everything else, you know, who knows you know, how strong he comes back. But just having him back in there is going to help. It's amazing what they've done without him, really. I was talking to Alex Topless about that. Uh, just mind-boggling that they've been this impressive and uh, hung, in, hung in the race without him. So we'll see if he's the same Bryce Harper when he comes back. And, you know, that's a serious injury, and uh, his timing's going to be off and everything else. So I don't think we'll uh, you know, see the real Bryce Harper until sometime, you know, in, in September. Bob, why are the Mariners so good this year? You look at their offense, statistically nobody is – you know, having a, a monster kind of season. I mean, Suarez has got some, you know, some good power numbers and driven in, you know, some runs. They have some good but not off-the-chart, you know, starting pitcher. They don't have a, a DeGrom or a, a Scherzer. I mean, you know, Gilbert's had a, a good year. Robbie Ray, you know, has been, you know, up and down 8-8 eight and eight on the season. But why have the Mariners been so good this year? Yeah, the pitching has been good. I mean, I thought Gilbert should have been a uh, an all-star. But very solid, very solid pitching. Now they got a horse in Luis Castillo from uh, from Cincinnati Reds. I mean, he can match up with anybody. Uh, this guy's a fabulous pitcher. So, right. I mean, they've given some uh, time hitting, and uh, and they beat up on a on a weak AL West too. I mean, outside outside the Astros, you know, you got you know the Angels, you got Texas, uh, you got Oakland. So I think a little bit of his residue of uh, of the schedule. So, but in the postseason, when you got a uh, uh, Castillo, Ray, and uh, you know Gilbert going at you, and they could scare some folks. Bob, are the White Sox the most disappointing team in baseball this year? Absolutely. Uh, yeah, I mean, it's a very you know weak division. I mean, either that one's the weakest in baseball, or the NL Central is. I uh, should be beating up on all kinds of teams, but you're not. They're three games over 500 now for the first time since April 17th, and uh, you know no one's having a good year outside you know Dylan Cease. He's been phenomenal. So you've been to Cy Young discussions. Uh, you know, the young outfielder uh, Vaughn, Andrew Vaughn, has been uh, very, very good. Uh, but outside that, everybody's underachieved, underperformed. They seem lifeless at times. Uh, at times they seem like they're going through the motions. Uh, it'll be interesting if they don't make the playoffs, you know, what kind of shake up they do in the offseason. Is it amazing that the Dodgers' starting pitching is as good as it is and really – Kershaw and Bueller haven't had like monster years. I mean, Kershaw's been been pretty good, but he's on the IL now, obviously. And Bueller, you know, has missed you know most of the season. Is it amazing that Gonsolin and Urias and Anderson have been this good in their starting rotation for them? 
It really is. I mean, now you know, Buter's off the season, and now today he needs uh, uh, elbow surgery. Uh, Kershaw, you don't know what to expect. You know, Dustin May, he was a stud. You know, he might be back in September. But, yeah, it, show, it just shows the depth of that organization. You know, we talked about, you know, what Atlanta's been doing with their young guys. Dodgers do this year after year. And again, remember those great Atlanta teams, you know, back in the, in the uh, 90s, uh, just, you know, producing homegrown guys. But they have so much depth. You know, I still kind of worry about them in the postseason because I don't think they have a, uh, that rotation that's going to scare you. But regular season-wise, I mean, they're a juggernaut. And I think since the All-Star break, they would be like they uh, had this the whole first half. They'd be a 134 win pace. Is Freddie Freeman in that top five in the NL MVP with the season he's having for L.A.? He, he should be. I mean, the thing with Freddie is that that team is so good. It's like you can pick three or four guys from that team. But, uh, yeah, certainly top ten. He may, he may be uh, top five. You know, not that you say that. He's still got, uh, you know, Pete Alonso from the uh, Mets in, in, the, uh, in there as well. Uh, you will see who probably – Probably Scherzer's in that conversation, too. But, yeah, you might put Freddie Freeman shortly in top six or seven. Well, it's going to be a fun stretch here toward the uh, end of the season. And Bob Nightingale is our Odyssey MLB insider. And insider calls are brought to you by Driveway.com. Head to Driveway.com today to shop more than 25,000 new and used cars in Driveway's nationwide inventory. And, of course, you can follow Bob on his Twitter page, at Nightingale. Bob, appreciate time as always, man. We will talk uh, in a couple of weeks from now. All right, sounds great. Thanks, John. You got it. So we are keeping up to date uh, right now as we have Falcons practice going on right now. We are keeping up with the Mets in the Braves right now, 0-0 in the second inning uh, right now. Strider's got an inning in two-third with a couple of strikeouts, 38 pitches thus far. Carrasco's pitched an inning with uh, a strikeout uh, there as well. So we'll keep you up to date about what Braves and Mets uh, have going on. And, again, I don't – I'm going to be the homer. This is the most important series in baseball this year so far. This year, where we're at right now, it's August 15th. This is the most important series that's been played this far in the Major League Baseball season. All right, when we get back from the top of the hour, we'll get to a Falcons flyover. Plenty of audio from over the weekend, plus a couple other news and notes. We are live here at Mercedes-Benz Stadium. We're hanging out here watching the Falcons practice in here this evening. Come on by, get your... $5 $5 ticket on AtlantaFalcons.com. We'll be here till 11 o'clock, so we can't let you stay that late, but we will be here for you anyway. Chuck Ray here, live at Mercedes-Benz, Sports Radio Nothing Again, the Odyssey.com app. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. See T-Mobile.com. Protect your vehicle's engine with a full synthetic oil change and save with Mobile One at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Purchase five quarts of Mobile One full synthetic motor oil and receive a $10 O'Reilly gift card after rebate. See store for details. With your Mobile One purchase, you'll also receive two times points during Old Rewards Bonus Points Month at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Oh, 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 O'Reilly Auto Parts.
We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com.